Well, uh, sorry to disappoint our fans. That is, uh, we are in fact not a podcast on Happy Tree Friends. No. Uh, I don't even know what the hell Happy Tree Friends are. And I refuse to learn. Uh, man, listen, that that was. I say, I say, ah! <laughs> it's a sound effect. It's a sound <laughs> I say no. I'll 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 send you like a, a little clip of Happy Tree Friends at some point. Yeah. And man, that was like mid two thousands. Okay. Um, MTV. Okay. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't really watch MTV. Yeah. You know the um, you know what show I watched the most episodes of on MTV? What? Uh, take two guesses. Well, I googled to just make sure it was MTV and not VH1. Uh, was it that video mods where they played songs nope. to video games? <laughs> nope. Uh, was it Next? Nope. Was it Damage Control? Nope. All was wrong. it Diva La Bam or Jackass? All wrong. I the, the show I watched on MTV the most. Fucking real life. No, but it was it was a show that marked MTV's downturn into being the reality show. Jersey Network. Shore. No. A shot at love. With oh, with flavor tequila, tequila, tequila. tequila. <laughs> Was it VH1 that had the flavor of love? I think flavor of love was also on MTV. Oh, man, what a what so a flavor of love was the original. What a what a time to be alive. What a time to be alive. <laughs> Zoomers, you were you were missing. <laughs> <laughs> I remember the big deal with the tequila tequila one was that like they had guys and chicks. Yes, like that was a big fucking that deal. Was a big it's deal. A big fucking flavor deal of love was VH1. Ah, see, I know my, I know my shit. Yeah. Uh, anyway, now that we wasted, uh, now that we completely kicked everyone off, everybody's yeah. everybody's interest is lost. What do you, what do you think this episode is about, kids? <laughs> that you can't guess. Uh, well, today we are talking about uh, Jordan Peele's Nope. 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 Yep. Uh, not to be confused with Ope. Not with Ope. Yeah. It's not. It's not Midwestern. Not Midwestern. Not with uh, Op. The not guy with... from the Andy, the child from the Andy Griffith show, played Ope? by Ron Howard. What? Ron Howard got his start on the Andy Griffith show. He played a child named Opie. You know the Andy Griffith show. I don't think I do. No. No, I don't. I have no idea. Anyway. Anyway, we are talking about Nope. Nope. Um, I would say an adequate follow-up to his other two movies. Yeah, it's a good movie. It's a good movie. I will I will say it is objectively a good movie. Yes. Uh, the and degree and also objectively my predictions were right before this movie. Oh, that this would be his worst. Yes. Uh, well. <laughs> yes. So, all right, so hear me out. I feel like there is a there is a phenomenon that happens yeah. where a movie might not be bad. A movie may actually be good. Yep. But maybe it's not fantastic. At least I don't think it is. Yeah. But then everybody's like, this movie is so fucking good. This movie is fantastic. This is the best fucking movie. Then yeah. I'm like, I kind of don't want to like it now because I know yeah. it's it's okay. Yeah. But I don't think it deserves. And I think this movie is kind of falling into that spot for me. So I've actually heard a lot of... I've actually heard a lot of um, negative criticism on this movie. Mm-hmm. And actually, I feel like my opinions kind of align with most people on on the negative more negative end but 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 even those negative opinions are still like yeah it's a good movie it's just not like a 
amazing. Exactly. Yeah. That's that's more or less yeah. where I fall. I think it's still a really good movie. It's a very well made, very competently made movie. Yes, beautifully uh, shot. Beautifully shot. Beautiful I think shot. I think anything and that active. is technical. Yep. Anything technical, I think it's very very well made. Yes. There are some shots in this there are no. fantastic. No. Uh, there's a shot in the trailer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That 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 good. Yeah. Um, there is a shot in the trailer of OJ riding Lucky the horse. Yeah. With the UFO in the background, yeah. like I think that is like a really cool shot. It looked really good in IMAX. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, uh, I think there is also a lot to criticize in this movie. Yeah. Uh, it's a movie that just kind of feels kind of like you're trying to make a status but it's kind of like a, yeah everybody knows that yeah so should we should we get into our um our synopsis and then our i mean this was kind of our quick review um but we want to give it a quick little yeah let's give our quick little synopsis on this yeah. and so go ahead and you can do yeah. the synopsis uh, the residents of a lonely gulch good word five dollar word gulch. Mm-hmm. um in inland california bear witness to an uncanny and chilling discovery yeah, so um, it's a very it's a very simple story. Yeah, I think as far as uh, as far as like synopsis goes, right? So we follow uh, a brother and sister duo. Yep. Uh, we OJ. have OJ, <laughs> uh, played by Daniel Kaluuya. Yeah, does a really good job. Excellent job. Uh, there, as does as does Kiki Palmer as, uh, as Emerald. Yeah, yeah. Emerald. Uh, she goes by M. Um, they are the kids of a man named Otis. Yeah. Uh, now OJ, his name is not Oriental James. Yeah, no, his uh, his name is Otis, Otis as well. Jr. Yeah. Otis Junior. Right. So there is a really funny joke about that in the movie. Yeah. Where they kind of go, oh OJ, yeah. interesting. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, man, you know, I don't know if you want to go by that, but whatever. Yeah. Um, they are uh, the inheritors. Of a horse wrangling business, horse wrangling business in for Hollywood, Hollywood films. Yes. Uh, and then it's a big deal that they are the only black-owned yes. horse wranglers, and in... that and that that little niche of the industry itself is just kind of dying. Yeah, well. it's um, it is. Yeah, I guess dying would be the right term for it. Everything is being kind of replaced mm-hmm. uh, by CG, which damn you, George Lucas. I mean, it's you know, it's a damn that you do, damn that you don't, right? Yeah. So like, people kind of go, well, if you can do things digital, why would you stress out an animal? Yeah. You know, very PETA thinking, but then there's also something about like having the actual horse there. Yeah. Uh, and supporting a black, you know what, uh, black owned business. Black. And you know what did not cross my mind until now um, was that fucking horse in Game of Thrones season eight. The horse in season eight. There's a hor- There's a white horse that Arya Stark across and like when King's Landing is burned right oh right right right, right. and then you're like it, it, the horse is framed as being like this important horse mm-hmm. and then she just uses it to ride to wherever the fuck <laughs> <laughs> and, like uh, she rides to really quick I want to get a little closer to your microphone a little bit closer now yeah I don't think yours is picking now. up as well so maybe okay. talk a little closer into it alright um, but, but it is an interesting dynamic in terms of like you said supporting people and their business mm-hmm. versus Animal, animal protection. Yeah. So, so you know, there it's again. You know, it's a damn that you do, damn that you don't. Um. So they, the story begins with our our two friends here who are struggling, right? Businesses, uh, 
not great. So yeah. There's a tragedy that happens at the beginning. Uh, they are left taking care of this business, and they have to get work. Yes. Uh, in in a very cutthroat industry. Yeah. Right. I feel like this movie does a a good job at telling you Hollywood kind of sucks. So it tells you Hollywood kind of sucks. I think it does an adequate job in telling you that Hollywood kind of sucks. I don't want an adequate or an inadequate. Adequate. Adequate. Okay. I don't want to jump the gun here with my opinions. Sure. Been there, done that. Like... Yeah. Again, uh, I, I feel like yeah. this is a movie that there is no new ground being tread, and it's fine. I mean, you yes. don't you don't need to be completely one hundred percent original. Yeah. Um. Is, was I expecting more? Probably. From from him. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, it's fine. It's it's um. It is important, I think, to understand that it's not just that Hollywood will use you and then dump you when you are no longer considered like a commodity. Right. Um, but I think it's also important to understand that, like, when it comes to like people of color in the industry and like women, right? Like, there's the the the, the old joke: as soon as you turn thirty and you're a woman, yeah. you're either a milf or you're out of the industry. Well, that that's what I think is really interesting about this movie is I think Jordan Peele um, so Get Out is most explicitly about race. Yeah, right? for sure. Um, Us is more about class but there's mm -hmm. there's room to read racial elements in there. I mean, when you talk about class they're gonna there's, talk there's about race, built right? in automatic racial implications. Yes. And this movie <clears throat> the trailers make it seem like it's going to be more about race than us. Ooh. And yet, because it starts off with that clip of like, you know, my the first black man or the, the first uh, stop motion picture sure. was a black man on a horse, right? Um, and that man was my grandfather, right? Mm -hmm. that's, that's one of the, was that the first trailer for this movie? Great, great, great grandfather. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, and I feel like on the surface, you could say that this movie kind of even seems less about race than us. Yeah. However, I will say I think Jordan Peele does a really, really good job of avoiding being too on the nose about it. Like there's there's a really good shot early on in that scene where they're doing the sales pitch for the commercial, um, where you see Emerald uh, acted by Kiki Palmer. Um, she d does her sales pitch, and then you just see this like shot of these white. Like, <laughs> taken aback faces. Yeah, like they <laughs> that do not want to give these people the time of day. Yeah, and I, and I think that was masterly crafted, where there's there's racial commentary, mm -hmm. um, but it feels very organic within within the film. And you know, I think I think there is a really smart play here from Jordan Peele to not make all his movies about race. Yeah, because you don't want to be, you know. You don't want to be type type exactly, yeah, yeah. and I think it's important to yeah. talk about race. I think you know, as as a person of color myself, Javier's a person of color. I am a person of color. Probably. Oh no, this is I've reached a sneak up song. Is that what? Oh no, <laughs> oh no. So, ladies and gentlemen back home, the little button on my soundboard just says "proud." I don't know, <laughs> I don't know what song that actually is. 
Uh, so. Okay, that's what it was. All right, all right. I can't remember the name of the song, but anyway, yeah. um, as as someone who has been, they someone looked at my picture. I think I told you the story. Someone looked at my picture and said, "Well, at least he's not that dark." Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. these things are important to me too, right? Yes. Um, but I think as as people of color, there is uh, sometimes the there's the talk about your stories only. Yeah. And, yeah, and you know what? Sometimes you just want to tell a cool shit, a cool story, something that you think is important. And as someone who works in Hollywood, I think it's important for him to talk about his experience to there too. Yeah. Um, I don't know if maybe this is, might be a reflection of his, you know, feelings maybe after Key and Peele, right? Where maybe you know his show ran his course, and maybe he felt like, oh well, what am I going to do now that my show is done? Am I am I done? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's very good. I think overall the story, uh, the movie is it's a fun ride. Yeah. Um, the third act is great. Third act is great. Uh, I think it does take a little long to get going. Yes. Uh, which kind of, you know, it has a bit of a false start. I think, and which, that's which actually got me thinking about my own biases because my uh, my favorite movie. I believe one of one of your favorites is Hereditary. Oh, right. Yep. Um, and um, that movie is notorious for being a slow burn, right? Sure. Um, now here's the thing. I was thinking about this actually as we left the theater, and one of my initial reactions was that I felt like this movie was slow, but not an effective slow burn. Yeah. And I was, and and I could just be like off my rocker for even considering this. But I was like, you know, Hereditary is like a very a very white movie. In fact, my joke name for this for that movie is White People Need Jesus. These white people need to go to church the movie. Yep. Right? Yeah. <laughs> um and this is not a white movie, right? This no. is this is an explicitly black movie. So I was like, huh, I wonder if like there's bias in me for like thinking that hereditary is high art and then saying like this movie needs to pick up the pace. Um I don't know. I don't know. But. So I think, I think, I don't want to turn this into a hereditary, hereditary podcast, which yeah. I, I, I swear to God, I fucking every, could. Every episode is on hereditary. I could make this a hereditary podcast. We'll go word by word. Word by word. <laughs> dick by dick. Um, <laughs> but here's the thing. I think, I think where this fails, where hereditary doesn't, is that. Yes, hereditary is a slow burn, but there's buildup. Yeah. And you can see that buildup happening, whereas in this, there are some parts where it just feels like nothing is happening. Yeah. And not only is that then kind of boring, then you're kind of left going, well, the characters are not interesting, are not as interesting if them just having these conversations is not keeping me, right? you know, enthralled. That and hereditary is definitely a horror movie. Yes. Yes. And I, I know think... there's a there's a segment of small brain people who say that it's not. Um, it is. It absolutely is. This, and those people are yeah. small brain indeed. This is not a horror movie. No. This uh, is a sci-fi a sci-fi thriller. I would say this has some excellent horror elements. There is one horror element in this. There's a handful I love. Really? Yeah. Oh, three. So which a handful? I, I guess yeah, a handful. Yeah. Sure. There's three horror elements that I absolutely love. Maybe three and a half. I'm excited to see um, what those are. Yeah, uh, but it's overall, I would say, it, it it almost like the the hero's 
journey part of it like just kind of feels so strong and prevalent um and in many ways like it's that optimistic type of western right the, the american dream vibes yeah and the west are very prevalent in this movie mm-hmm. that i think that if I, I don't think that he intended it to be a horror movie purely mm-hmm. um well, so there's three, there's three answers. Either he didn't intend it to be a horror movie at all, and this, this just is what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, he intended it, and he missed the mark for a point that we've kind of made before. The genre of horror is really just much broader than people often give it credit for. Yeah, so this, this falls flat under the genre yeah. category, right? So, yeah. like, when you hear about people saying like, oh, genre movies don't get the light of day, what they mean is these are movies that fall under the big umbrella of horror, suspense, uh, sci-fi, yeah. fantasy. Right? It's a, it's a big umbrella. Yeah. And so this, I feel like, while yes, it is under that genre thing, that, that big overarching genre umbrella, it leans towards horror, Yeah. but it's, it's definitely more under the sci-fi got it split in multiple camps yes yeah. and it's not a bad thing so no. so think of it like um you know how sometimes you have like an rpg and you can see your stats yeah and you have you know how you have your speed <laughs> he's a well-balanced character uh, exactly yeah. and i think i think he's this movie does not lean as heavy into horror as i would say us right us has some very like chilling us has much more regular chilling imagery chilling scenes yes chilling scenes um this movie has some pretty good ones yeah uh but overall this does feel more like an adventure sci-fi movie like, especially the yeah. last act feels like like a thrill ride and and i think one final word i'll say about this bigger picture genre conversation is i'm just so tired of and these types of people just need to shut the fuck up. These types of people whose main critique about a movie like this was like, I was expecting horror, and I didn't get horror. Mm-hmm. And I know I kind of regurgitated a similar point, but I think for these people, like they just have this very narrow vision view of what horror is. Mm-hmm. And anything that's billed as scary that's not, that's not a Michael Myers movie. It's <laughs> like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> I choose my brain. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. and that's kind of why. Like, I don't know if I mean I'm assuming you probably noticed. Uh, man, a man, man, oh man, am I in a big horror kick in the past few years? Yeah, I think horror is it's a beautiful uh, genre. It's a fantastic genre. We it's talked a, about this in uh, my favorite movie of the year, Black Phone. Black Phone. Yeah, yeah, and um, I think this movie. I think if you're slightly interested in, yeah. in a movie that you think might be kind of fun, uh, but still give you something to like think about, something to chew on, I yeah. think this movie deserves to be seen. Uh, yeah, see it for sure. See, see it. it for sure. Uh, it's very well acted. Everybody does mm-hmm. a fantastic job. Um, like we said, anything from a technical perspective, this movie is like top tier. Yeah, the cinematography, the score, uh, just everything is yeah. really, really good. Um, but I think, I think with that out of the way, yeah, we can start going into some of the some of the spoiler stuff for sure. Uh, breaking into some of the characters, uh, and and let's go ahead and start with the cold open for this movie. Yeah, um, which is a scene that people have. From what I've seen in, in some reviews, people fucking love the scene. The falling change? 
No, that actually the, is not how the movie starts. The monkey. The movie starts with the monkey. Yeah, yeah. That's um, one of my. Maybe not the opening itself, but the, the some of the monkey sequences are some of my favorite horror elements of this movie. So there are some things in there uh, that are very like, but people fixate. Yeah. on that opening and I feel like some people kind of misconstrue what the point of that is mm-hmm. um, so what we don't realize at the beginning of the movie is that this cold open is kind of for the point of view of uh, Stephen Jude. Young yep Stephen Young uh, he is Ricky Park yeah. he is uh, a young sitcom actor sitcom actor yeah. uh, in a show kind of similar to like I don't know Alf, yeah, but with right? an actual monkey. But with a with a monkey, yeah. um, which really heavily hits on the. Um, Gordy is the name of the show. Yeah, Gordy. Yeah. Gordy's home. Yeah, and uh, you know it kind of plays into the idea of these shows where they, you know, try to domesticate an animal. Yes. That, my God, you should never, you should never fuck with a chimp. Yeah. Uh, if you want a monkey, maybe use a spider monkey, a capuchin, yeah. uh, a bonobo. But well, there was that. Um, uh, it didn't happen on Oprah, but Oprah is the one who really covered the lady who got her face ripped up. Got, the, yeah, yeah. And it was interesting. So the, I think one of the cool things about this scene is a, it's not covered in the promo material. No, you have all. no idea what's so going on. You are surprised. Well, so there there are a few shots in the in the trailers where you see the sound stage and it's empty. Yeah. Uh, and it kind of makes it seem like, well, maybe the aliens abducted, abducted people. people. You would right? never guess it was a flashback. You exactly. Would never guess it was a monkey. Which is really good. It's a yeah. really it's a really good use. Now, when I saw Stephen Yeun's Yun, Yun. When I saw Stephen Yeun's co-star actress in the trailers, mm-hmm. and I saw that face, I was like. Oh, this alien, I assumed it was an alien, looks like the lady who got her face ripped off oh. by a chimp. So, I, I guess, good job to them for the makeup involved in that. Yeah. Because I made that connection without knowing mm-hmm. the chimp was involved in this movie. Oh. Yeah. 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 And so, we, we, I thought it was an interesting choice to start the movie with something slightly unrelated to like the overarching mm-hmm. plot right so we we do have that really weird scene where we have uh otis senior yeah. he's like looking up and then there's a noise which at first you're like what the fuck is this sound it sounds almost like wailing yeah like almost like a siren yeah um very reminiscent to me i don't know if you are familiar with like the creepy pastas or like siren head i never got into creepy pastas but i know i know what they are but yeah I never got into um, I never really did either. Right. Uh, just in passing, people have mentioned. I know my brother was really into them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, it's this weird sound, and then you see things like falling. He he gets hit in the face with a a nickel. Yeah. Uh, which I guess is kind of like if you think about the theme of like how people are sometimes treated. Yeah. You know, you're you're throwing change. You're throwing change at people, right? Yeah. And that's that's what did him in. Yeah. Um, which I think is kind of a, a, a fun, you know, fun little piece of figurative language. Of, from, yeah, exactly. From the script. Um, which is how how the brother and sister are then left in charge of the ranch. Yep. 
and I think it's really interesting that he decides to keep the coin that killed his dad. Yeah. He like frames it. It's very reminiscent of of you know Juke yeah. who decides to keep like the memorabilia of, of the, the Gordy, Gordy incident. Went, Gordy went eight shit. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that was not intentional. That was not intentional. That, that not is intentional. Uh, that is uh, a reference to. Not my part. Hold on. Applause. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm here all night. <laughs> it's my home. <laughs> <coughs> You're not wrong. Um. So, they mentioned that that when Gordy went, you know, fucking batshit. Yeah. Bananas. Bananas. Yes. He went bananas. Uh, they turned it into an SNL skit yeah. played by uh, Chris Kattan. Chris Kattan. Yeah. Uh, Crossover episode for How I Met Your Mother series with uh, yeah? Jed Mosley. No can yeah. doosville. No can doosville. Uh, which is funny because if it wasn't for having those conversations like a couple of weeks ago, uh, I would have been like, who the fuck is Chris Kattan? <laughs> <laughs> so that was that was kind of fun. Uh, the, the, the idea that, you know, you have Jupe, who is building, he's he's really building his business on the coattails of like his tragedy, uh-huh. right? You know, he's kind of a washed up guy, I think. Yeah. Uh, he really has no no claim to anything from what you see in his introduction. I mean, it's 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 a very pathetic image of child star turned fucking amateur carny, carny, yeah. Right, like that's basically what. Which goes along with the theme of like once Hollywood is done using you, yes, like you're kind of fending for yourself, fighting for scraps, yeah, uh, looking for the next big thing. This this movie is very um, tied to the theme of spectacle, right? Yeah. Even the beginning of the movie starts with um, a quote. Um, I don't know who exactly the quote is, you know, for. Uh, but it's it's all about you know the, the the spectacle like I will turn you into into spectacle right um, and and everything about this movie is chasing that the perfect shot the perfect shot mm-hmm. right the Oprah shot they yeah. call it multiple times in this movie um, which I think it's also reflected by Antler the the director yes right uh, we meet him at the beginning of the movie. Yeah. He is the guy shooting the the commercial with um, with the Haywoods. Yeah. Um, he ends up replacing the horse with a CG horse right. uh, after an incident there, and and he is after what he calls the impossible shot, uh-huh. right? Something that is impossible, something that doesn't exist. Right. You you cannot capture whatever this is. And he's got this. Um... He's got this very deep veil. Real voice. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah, that that good good use of Thank of the you. sound card. Thank you. Um, but yeah, he he's eccentric, yeah. uh, kind of representative of like these weirdos who are like looking for their art somewhere just completely weird. Yeah. Uh, we see him like editing footage of like animals hunting yeah which yeah. again represented by the big creature which uh big big twist is the, not the UFO a ufo is not, the ufo is not well it's not a ufo just means unidentified flying object yes uh which is also now different and it's addressing the aerial phenomenon yep uap's yep. um and 
and yeah so i think that that was an interesting turn right because when you're watching the movie i i even was a little surprised that it's a creature uh yeah because like in in the trailers like you see the ufo yeah and i was like oh i didn't think that he would have been okay with showing what this thing looks like but then when you realize like it's not a it's not a ufo it's a creature yeah uh then i think i was like oh that's you know interesting interesting um there is there is something to to the idea of of them chasing this this dream. Yeah, and it dovetails with another theme I relate to in this movie is this theme of territory, right? Territorial, territorial creatures. Go on. Because the way we find out, um, OJ, I think we talked about it maybe kind of unorganically deduces that this isn't a that well maybe he finds out that it's a creature organically but he deduces maybe a little unorganically that it'll that it'll kill you if you look at it in the eye or the thing that you would the circle in the middle that you think mm-hmm. is, um, to beam you up so to, to stay safe you got to make sure you like avert your gaze right yes which is how territorial animals often function mm-hmm. like if, you know if you make eye contact with it um Territorial animals, territorial people, right? Eye contact is huge and yeah. marking their marking their territory. People um, will stare you down. They will stare you down. They will take that as a sign of aggression, right? So mm-hmm. sur- survival kind of comes... It's interesting. So you've got this movie that's all about pursuing the perfect shot, right? The Oprah moment. Mm-hmm. But survival also comes with like kind of staying in your lane. Yeah. Right? And knowing your, and knowing your place. Know your place. Um, and chimps, you know... Tying it back to the the framing device of the of the chimp tragedy, you know they're famously territorial beings, and I can't remember exactly how much we see of the moment that makes the monkey snap. Uh, we do see the scene happen. They're they're celebrating the birthday. They're right. kind of showing um, how they were filming it without yeah. the monkey in the scene, which they would then film the scene with the monkey and edit it together. Yes. We see the balloon fly up and. Yes, so it's that loud noise and this this extravagance that causes the monkey to freak out. Mm-hmm. Other actors try to calm down the monkey. He fucks them up. He um, fucks them up. But baby Stephen Young, interestingly, hides his face, keeps his gaze averted. It's not until the monkey reaches in to give him a fist bump, right, that Stephen Young's baby baby self reciprocates but it's the monkey who makes the first move right yes so, so at, at that yeah. point i think we're well he doesn't understand this right because he's, a, he's, he's a, a he's a kid right um but, but at he, this point the the chimp is kind of come down from the high a little bit yes but um, even though he's a kid he kind of does understand that he has to he has to hide and he he he's in the monkey's turf right so he can't the monkey is taking control he can't assert like he can't assert dominance over the monkey. He knows that in, in order to survive, like oh. he, he's he's got a he's got to let, let let the monkey make the first move. Oh, see, I feel like yeah. that's that's where I, I see this differently, right? I feel like he misunderstands that. Uh-huh. He feels like because there's there's another shot as later an adult on. or as a child, both. Okay. So I feel like as a child, he believes that the monkey yeah. respects him and he trusts him. Yeah. Because in in the show, 
their friends and they fist bump. They show yeah, yeah, they yeah. show a clip of the show yeah. and they're fist bumping. Um, and I think that kind of paints the idea that the monkey doesn't beat the shit out of him as, oh, the monkey, trust me, I gained his trust. Right. Look, we have this fist bump thing. So uh, I... Okay. You look, you look like you wanted to interject. So the... I agree, but I think it's all about timing. I think maybe that's something that he takes away from the experience. Mm-hmm. I think going into it, he has the instinct, which is something that's animalistic, to sort of let Gordy make the first move. Mm-hmm. You know, when traumatic shit happens, sometimes we rationalize in our heads, sometimes we take away the right lesson, sometimes we take away the wrong lesson. I agree that afterwards, and that's why he feels comfortable monetizing this, you might think, oh, the monkey was my friend. Like I'm, I'm cool. I deserve to be able to, you know, to capitalize on the situation. Mm-hmm. But I think that's something that happens after the trauma. I think going into the going into the fist bump, he knows. He knows to let the territorial beast be territorial and to sort of step out of its way and let it make the first move. But then the feeling of oh, thinking me and the monkey are cool. I think that that might happen after the incident and then it's just sort of compounded from from year to year um, okay but you know many interpretations i think the the fact that we we have this you know this this pair in in m and oj who mm-hmm. they've they've been in this business for for a long long time mm-hmm. right i think the implications is they've been in the business since the beginning uh same with the family yeah um they have to resort to finding this like extravagant like spectacle to sort of jumpstart to jumpstart jump yeah. the, the rest of their career right yeah. she wants like to do her side hustle right uh he kind of not belittles her for like you know pitching her her yeah. side gigs and she's like oh you think that's my side gig no this is my side <laughs> gig uh you know you can't just like ride on on your family name even if your family name should ideally have this prestige right right um which i think that's that's interesting that then they resort to having to go to fries yeah to get to get uh which i think is also kind of uh, a, a funny you know, it goes with the theme because Fry's is defunct. I was gonna say, where is Fry's now in the? Uh... Fry's is done. Done, done, done. Done, done. I think the last Fry's location that was open was in Burbank, which is the one that has a UFO crash in it. There's a there's a big ass Fry's, thirty ish minutes from here. The that one was... on um, like by three fifty five. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, this is fucking huge. It it was a big like, deal. Bigger than Best Buy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which, funny enough, Best Buy's also tanking now. Yeah. Um, which, I, you know, uh, I I really do like the interaction that they have with Angel. Right. Angel, he is the uh, the guy who works at the, at the local Fry's. Mm-hmm. He helps them set up. He tells them how to use the cameras. Um, they are noticing that the cameras do go down when the ship... When the ship is nearby. You know, quote-unquote, is nearby, right? Yeah. Uh, which kind of led to the to the initial implication that this was a spaceship, right? Yes. It would use some sort of EMP, right. take down cameras so it wouldn't be spotted easily, but then I don't know how that fits in with this thing being an organic thing. I mean, everything, I, I think even human beings have electromagnetic fields that are very weak. I suppose. So, you know, you, you, can, you can science some shit up. 
he can science yeah. some shit up. Yeah. Um, did was there some part of you that was like, this alien's controlling the bugs? This alien's controlling the what? The bugs. The fucking, oh yeah, there that, was actually because that that praying mantis that was blocking the uh, the view mm-hmm. was like a bit too perfectly, a bit too perfectly like timed, timed right? Because like yeah. it was able to knock down the other the other um, the other camera camera, yeah. yeah. And uh, I think the that leads to one of my personal favorite scenes, which is the scene in the barn. Mm-hmm. So that's a scene that I thought was where this movie peaked for me. Yep. Uh, it's a spooky scene. A very, very spooky scene. Yeah. Uh, with very unsettling looking, like, fuzzy... Fuzzy aliens. Monkey-like things. aliens, yeah. right? Which actually then goes... It's, it's So to his credit, as a, as a red herring um, of where the actual plot of this is going, good job, because you see that monkey opening, then you've got these ape-like looking... And that's, that's what I thought yeah. the movie was going, which I was like, this is what I wanted. I wanted, like, an alien yeah. movie, which is, well, whatever. It's not what we get. Whatever. I'm not going to... Well, we kind of got it. We kind of got yeah. at least that scene. Uh, I do love the... I love his reaction, where the one sneaks up behind him, and he just fucking just... Yeah. Fucking just <laughs> decks nope. it. Nope. Nope. Uh, very, very, uh, very smart. You know, right. He's very stoic in this movie. He is, uh, which you know makes him. He's a man's man in this movie. I feel like he's a, he's definitely yeah. a man's man. He's a cowboy. He's a cowboy. Yeah. Uh, very uh, very big contrast between him and and M. Yes. Uh, who are who are both you know, they come from the same cloth. Yeah. My goodness, they are. They They're could not be more different. Two totally different. Um, what did you think of the final reveal of um, like in the in the third act where mm-hmm. they? They kind of pull the curtain back, say this this thing is not a ship; it's actually a, a creature. A creature, um, and that's how he understands. Like, this is not just like uh, a super advanced, you know, alien race. This is just a thing. It's a yeah. It's a it's an it's a, a an animal. Now, do we know for sure or for not sure if it's from this planet? Um. I don't think it matters. Did you interpret it as being from Earth or from being not from Earth? Because I agree. I don't think that it, I don't think that it matters. I would say that it's almost like a cryptid. Yeah. So similar to like a Nessie or a I Bigfoot. See. Like it's able to camouflage itself so well. It's just a creature that just happens to exist in our. But then native to Earth. The, I would yeah. say so. I still kind of left the movie thinking it was an alien. Um, I mean, it could be. I, I like, now that we're talking about it, I like that it's so ambiguous. Because mm-hmm. I didn't even really give that a second thought, mm-hmm. right? Um, I liked the reveal. I thought it was I thought it was a fresh take mm-hmm. on the promo material and what you could do with a UFO movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mean, I think the shots of the creature look beautiful. They're right? bonkers. Especially uh, when it's like unraveling, like a big parachute. Yeah, so yeah. have you ever seen... Um... Evangelion? No, but I, I feel like I may have seen shots that look like this. Yeah, totally so know. so in uh, in Evangelion, the the big monsters are called angels. Yeah. Uh, very similar to that. And I mean, we know... Well, it looks like a lot of bibli- actual biblical imagery for some of the angelic mm-hmm. powers. It does look like that. It looks like a throne. Yes. Um, 
which is the big wheely ones with, mm -hmm. with the many eyes. Um, which I'm now I'm curious as to if that was an intentional parallel. But anyway, I think so. Yeah, I think there's been some discussions about that. Yeah. Um, and you know, I mean, he's also a big fan of anime and and all that. He is. You know those those weird like <laughs> visuals, especially from that show. I have to go back and read Ezekiel and see if I see no Ezekiel parallels because that's where you see the big wheelie things in the Bible. Hmm. Um, but anyway, so my three favorite horror elements, which dovetails into the fact that this is a that that's the twist. Um, I like the furry the furry aliens. Not they were not aliens. Mm -hmm. I like the chimp scene. I love the scene where um, the alien has eaten everybody at the at the ranch, and then it just like pours this like definitely like very fake but just cool looking blood and water mix like to yeah. on the house. Oh, I love that. I thought that was I thought that was a cool horror thing. It was a really cool yeah. um, a really cool scene. Also, it kind of shows that this thing is smarter yes than, than the average bear yeah so like we we are aware that this thing is not a ship we know that this right. is a, a single entity right yep. um, but it's also very spiteful yeah because they're like they kind of trick them into eating a horse a plastic horse yeah it's uh, not happy it is, it is pissed yeah uh, which also coincides with uh, with how everything goes down with Jupiter Mm -hmm. in in his um his sideshow right he's been feeding this thing on a weekly basis feeding him horses and not just his horses yeah. he's been feeding them OJ's. you know oj's horses yeah. uh and and so that, that that's a, a really funny um scene where where OJ is like, hey, uh, can we can we talk about buying these horses back? Yeah. And Ricky's like, ah, uh, we'll, we'll see about that later, buddy. Uh, you know, knowing damn well that those horses are yeah, gonzo. Are, are gonzo now. Yeah. Um, and it's also it's also kind of um, then shown that when when he wants him to perform, mm -hmm. it's not happy. Yeah. Right. So, like this, this animal, for lack of a better term, has been perfectly fine taking these horses, horses. for at least six months. Yep. Uh, and now that he wants him to do what he wants, and he's almost like commanding him to do it for the people, for the people, and everybody's yeah. like staring at it. Yeah. He does not like. He just eats, eats everyone up. up. Yeah. It's a fucking massacre. Um, which then does lead to a scene that. I think it's really cool where they show you the inside of it. Yeah, that's my that's my half horror element that I really love. Yeah, yeah, you know, you see all the people kind of just like stuck there. And that's where you kind of learn that it's organic. You're not yes. explicitly told, but you're like, oh, this doesn't look like a. I don't, I don't see rooms. I don't see operating tables. I see this weird tunnel of fleshy. Substance. Sure. Which uh, I mean, I, I when I first saw that, I didn't immediately think of. Um, like oh this is an organic thing because yeah. when when you see a lot of alien stuff even on the inside of ships a lot of it can look semi-organic like that level in halo 2 like a level in halo 2 Actually, or, halo 3. or in mass effect yep. or in mass effect mm -hmm. uh some of the like when people get kidnapped in in the game yeah they're put into like pots i was like oh maybe they're like in a pot type of thing. Yeah. uh but then you see kind of it kind of like milks them yeah and like squir squirts out all the like all the, the blood the on 
yeah over yeah. over them um and i don't know if uh if you kind of caught this but like when at the end when they're kind of showing what the creature finally looks like in its final form yeah it almost looks like a camera lens yeah uh which i thought was kind of really like an old-timey one like an old-timey yeah. camera yeah you know you see kind of like the the i don't even know what it's called the like not not the lens like a a reticle yeah um and it kind of like pulses and it just it's just representative of like you know you want to be in front of the camera you want that spotlight on you but now that it's on you it's gonna kind of eat you up it's carnivorous it's gonna fuck your shit up yeah i don't know i think this film so it was interesting i i don't think we discussed this but one of my one of my gut reactions after watching it that night was I was like, I wonder if um, Steven Yeun's character and then Antlers could have been condensed into like one character. Um, not that they have similar arcs per se, although they, they, they do kind of have unhealthy relationships with Spectacle. But I felt like I, I needed just a bit more of both of them. Mm-hmm. Now that we've talked about it, um, I feel less strongly of that opinion. And I wonder if this is one of those films that you just kind of need to like sit, sit with. with and ruminate with, which confirms what I was thinking before. I was like, this could actually make a great novel, where you have these yeah. pieces, and there's like, it's a, it's very much a multifaceted story. Mm-hmm. It's slow, right? There's so you could get these episodes rather than just like a whole. Um, but you know, just like with novels, you know, you appreciate them when you get to chew on them. Mm-hmm. I I really do like Antler's character, and like, you know, he he's representative of like the the artiste, right? Yeah. Like the guy who's who's willing to do whatever it takes to get his shot. Yeah. Uh, he is not he is not just happy with getting that big, which we do see. We see that he gets this money shot. Yep. Uh, but he is not content with that. He wants the shot the that possible he, shot. Yeah. he wants that that shot that he knows is gonna yeah. cost him his life. But my God, he's gonna get it. Yeah. And I like to think, I like to think that he got his shot and that it survived, because it's that thing spits out anything that's not organic. Yeah. And yeah. and you know that little camera that he had, maybe it's not like the most like durable thing, but, but it, it depends on the fall damage, I suppose. But we I never mean, get that. We never get that confirmation, right? We don't. Yeah. But I mean, I'm, my assumption is like maybe the camera doesn't make it, right. but the film, the film, might the film's survive. gotta. Yeah. So I think I think he gets his shot. Yeah. You know, the ambition is there for him, even if it kills him. Which is interesting because if that, so if that's the case, which once again the film doesn't confirm for us, if that's the case, it's very interesting that he gets that thing that he's searching for. Um, but he never really gets to reap the benefit of that reward, and it costs him, and it costs him his life. But think about how many fucking famous people aren't famous until after they, and I think after they die. And you know, I think I think his character kind of goes with that, like he is perfectly fine dying for his for his shot. Yeah, like he he knows damn well, like he yeah. could be content with getting a shot that ain't nobody else getting. Yeah. Um, but it's not until. You know, he's willing to go down with the ship for it. I am trying to see what I gave 
this movie in terms of like out of five stars, I would be I would be comfortable giving it an extra half a star. I think after this conversation, you know, I I, I the more I sit with it and the more that I I look at like it's you know the the sum of its parts. Yeah, I think it's it's sitting better with me. Yep. Um, like three and a half. Well, three and a half might be fair. What is your take on on the end of the movie? Did OJ make it? I did interpret that he made it. I know some people some people think that it's an illusion or hallucination. When you say make it, you mean did he survive? Yeah, right? yeah I, I do think he survived. I do think he survived. I like to think he did. Yeah. Uh, I think he. I think Jordan Peele does a good job at making sure that his heroes. Yes, you know they get they get their their justice. Yeah, I don't see him being cruel to his heroes. No, he seems he seems like he doesn't want to make them suffer more than they need to. Exactly. Um, I did think it was a nice uh, a nice callback to call the alien creature Jean Jacket as yeah. a reference to the horse that they couldn't tame yeah. when they were younger, um, giving giving Emma a chance to tame the horse that she wasn't able to. Yeah, right. Because that was supposed to be her horse. Yeah. You said you didn't like the the name cards, right? The name cards. How oh, they would the, they would show... change the scene and the yeah. act. Yeah, I I felt that that kind of cut with the pacing. I didn't feel like it added a lot. It I I kind of wish it would have had more. It just felt like yep, that's the other horse is gonna get eaten right now. Yeah. Uh, but other than that, except for Gordy, I think they gave a, a card for Gordy. For Gordy, but... right. You know, it's not not much of a thing. Um, I think if people are interested in this movie, they should definitely watch it. For sure, it's it's a, a fun watch. Um, I do look forward to watching this again. I do too. Um, we saw it on IMAX, so it's that's that's the that's the kicker. If I if I see it again, it's probably not going to be on such a big screen, which was gorgeous. Yes, for this film. Uh, which I thought was interesting. Yeah. That so normally IMAX is, you know, you had the big, the big, huge, almost rectangle shot, which is really good for giving you like a, a huge sense of scale. Right. Things look way taller, um, but this movie used it very weird. I don't know if you noticed that most of the movie was very rectangular, mm. and they just had like a little tiny bit at the top and a little tiny bit at the bottom. Interesting. And then when there was like the huge sprawling shot, like you know OJ being chased by the by the ship, yeah, uh, the big angel form almost at the end. Right. Then it was using like the full, the full screen. I was like, why, why, if you're gonna make that distinction, right? Why waste the rest of the movie on on the normal, you know, almost full, not just go for the full the full time? I'm curious as to I would have to go back and see. I mean, those those wide shots are definitely, you know, going back to the film setting in the West, it's definitely conducive to that, like, wide open expanse of possibility. Mm-hmm. So maybe what part of the reasoning for that is it just highlights those being wide and full and open and spacious. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. That's a good question. I don't know. That's a good question. Um, I'm, I'm still very much looking forward to I don't I don't think... Um that it is unwarranted when people say that he is a a three for three director right now. Yeah. Uh he is he's a great director. He, he knows is. he knows what he wants and he gets it. Yes. Um I 
I was hoping for just a little more out of this. Yeah, but it also like like I said, I think it might just need to sit with you. Digest. 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 Uh, I mean, and that's that's what it's been for a lot of his movies. I, you know, I don't want to say famously because who the fuck cares what I think, but I famously did not love Get Out at first. Mm -hmm. Uh, I thought Us was okay. Yeah. I still think that movie falls apart if you... Plot-wise? Yeah, but I don't give a fuck. Um, (laughs) Yeah, like I think somebody... uh, Or the premise... The premise, like I think the 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 mechanics of like trying to link everything to the tunnels, yeah, like just it, it, it the movie would have been better off if it just hadn't tried to do that, right? Uh, because it it really does fall apart yeah. if you even just think about it just a little bit. Yeah, uh, it's still a great fucking movie. Yeah, I love uh, us, especially after you know sitting through it and like listening to what people think about it. Yeah. Uh, it's a really enjoyable movie to like listen to people talk about. Yeah. I think. Uh, I think this movie could could go the same way. Us is still my favorite. Um, I think Get Out is, but what's what's masterful about Get Out is you you fucking get that movie right away, right? Yeah. Like this one, you kind of get, but like the richness definitely comes more out of conversation. Mm-hmm. But I I think you know, I think any who who am I to even speak about this? But I think any artist who matures. You know, you make you maybe do make the get outs early, and they're kind of your magic in the bottle. But you should kind of make those movies that make you mm-hmm. chew on them a bit more as as you come out. Yeah, and I mean, when yeah. you when you sit and you and you think about like the characters yeah. and, and why they're good, you know, it makes sense that yeah. OJ understands this creature. He's grown up taming horses, and yeah. horses are they're unruly. They may not be super dangerous. They will fuck you up. Yeah, but you know, they're still. You know, he he gets the animals in the way that other characters don't, which makes sense to me. Well, but that, that that's the interesting thing, and I'm glad we had the genre conversation earlier because like, there's just this expectation of fan bases that, you know, your later material is going to be simultaneously groundbreaking, but mm-hmm. also hit the exact same notes that your that your first stuff did. Sure. Right? Um, I you know, I saw Green Day over the weekend at Lollapalooza, mm-hmm. famously my favorite band. Mm-hmm. I think they have not the unique. There's other bands that did this, but they they have the rare accolade of they released a game-changing album, you know, in 1994, right, with Dookie that defined pop punk. It, sure. It did after that, and then they released American Idiot, which on then also was radically different, but then proceeded to define pop punk after that. Sure. Right. Um, not many musical groups can say they've like done that. A, let alone once, but then B, twice. Yeah. Right? But then you have fan bases who are like, oh, this isn't, this isn't American. This isn't Dookie, right? Yeah. And that's fair, but it's like, you're, you're, it's it's not humanly realistic to just expect people to turn out. Banger after banger after banger after banger after banger. And then also, and then this is just like music as a medium but then just to fucking say you're gonna sit there and give an album like one listen and be like oh shit yeah <laughs> like uh, I I think that's what's kind of cool about this the conversation that this movie is involved in and the history of Peel's work where you have Get Out which is very accessible in terms of like what it's about right sure. people who aren't even interested in like social justice conversations or might not lean that way they fucking get what yeah <laughs> they fucking get the message of get out right um i've met people who 
it took them a little longer to get the message of us, but I would say us is, you know, still a little bit more on the nose. This one, you you get the message on the surface, but then, like we said, once you discuss it, you kind of appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, I think more. it's a movie that, it, I think out of all of his movies, this is the easiest one to understand. I think it wears its themes on its sleeves. Yeah. Uh, but that does not mean that discussing the themes. Yes. It's easy to understand on a surface level. Yes. But then there's a whole rest of the iceberg mm-hmm. underneath it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, overall, overall, good, good time. Yeah. Oh. I still I still don't think it's uh, going to be my top movie of the summer. That's still very solidly. That's still Black Swan uh, for me. Uh, I mean, I love, still, don't get me wrong. I love Danger Black Zone. Zone. It's still Danger Zone for you. It's, God, I, mean, I just. What you saw today for the. I saw it again today. What this number is my time? Fifth time. Fifth time. That Javier has so gone, gone to the danger gone zone. Gone to the danger zone. Yeah. That's so fucking good. Yeah. Stay tuned for Halloween costumes this year. Oh, I'm excited. Yeah, I got I got I got a diet so that I can fit into my suit <laughs> again. Yeah, when I wear my American flag, uh, when I wear my American flag um, onesie that is not flattering on, on the shape of my body, but that's all right. <laughs> that's all right. You have <laughs> self confidence yeah. that I do not have. My body friend. positivity. Body positivity. Yeah. All right, everybody. Um, on that note. On that note, uh, we are Javier and Thano. We are Javier and Thano, indeed. Yeah. Uh, we will be back soon with uh, probably. I think our next movie review will be Bullet Train. Bullet Train, which, which you know, I'm I'm just excited to get over with. Not that I'm. I think it'll be fine. I've just seen so many trailers <laughs> that I'm like, I just want to fucking see this. Um, I think we should see Jaws on the big screen. Oh, maybe. I think we should see Jaws on the big screen. Don't get me wrong, I like Jaws, but it's just one of those movies that I'm just like... Yeah. But I think, since we saw this this year, I think we gotta see Jaws now. It is such Jaws-like energy. It's fucking Jaws. Which, you know, I think... Yeah. I, 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 like, watching the movie, I was like, this is fucking Jaws. Yeah. But I think having the trailer in front of this for Jaws and IMAX, I was like, like, oh, man, that is... <laughs> that you're just asking for the yeah. comparison. Yeah. Um, but yeah, overall... Very, very fun time. Yes. All right, everybody. We'll be back soon. We'll be back. Until are they getting this first or are they getting him first? Uh, I'll probably upload this probably tonight or tomorrow. All right. So you'll see this and then uh, How I Met Your Mother. So. How I Met Your Mother. Yeah. Turn that art, boy. Turn that art, boy. Oh, no. All right, everybody. Have yeah. a good one. Bye. Bye. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, which one? <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> All right. Bye, everybody. <laughs>